everybody and welcome to the thanks for waiting podcast i'm brandon and i'm sitting here with joe hey guys and i'm sitting here with josh hey hello 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 this week the movie we're talking about is come to daddy 2019 oh yeah it is yeah i picked this movie and i gotta say this isn't a traditional horror movie you know, it's yeah, like, no. it's more of a thriller, I'd say. But I picked it because it's close enough. And guess what? Elijah Wood, baby. Yeah, it's all you had to say. <laughs> it really is. Elijah That's, Wood, that baby. got me on board. I would classify this one as a black comedy. You you think it's a black comedy? It's pretty funny. It has. It's a. Th- I'd say a thriller, but with enough horror elements to keep me full. Definitely, yeah. I'd classify it as a horror. Yeah, sure. Why not? Josh, what are you thinking? Yeah, it was thrilling. It was thrilling. And I laughed. It was thrilling. You know, it was thrilling. Here and there. Yeah. It's it's hard to just. uh, It's hard to pinpoint this one. Yeah, I think this is a is a good. Good. It's a good movie that keeps changing. It's it's a good mixer. it, It it averts your expectations very well. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a good thing. I mean, I really like this movie. I watched it three times, and I, I don't know about you guys, but I enjoyed it every goddamn time. It's a movie where I just had no idea what was going to happen until, like, halfway through the movie. And, I mean, I've kind of never seen a movie like this, and it was pretty fucking, pretty fucking good. I wouldn't say it was, like, mind-blowing or great or fantastic or anything, it is pretty fucking good. Yeah, and did we mention Elijah Wood? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Elijah Wood's in it. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Who does? If you don't like Elijah Wood, you need to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and you just need to, you know? Yeah. It's okay. You can let your hair down. Look at him. Look <laughs> at Realize your eyes. Yeah, your eyes will never pierce. <laughs> like yeah. his. Exactly. And he's fucking Frodo. Yep. He's Frodo. Joe, fack us up. Okay. Yeah. Come to Daddy. Came out in 2019. It was actually official release date. Um, was at the Tribeca Film Festival on April 25th, 2019. And it was domestically released on February 21st, 2020 uh, by Lionsgate. There's that. So you're, are you counting this a 2019 movie or are we counting a 2020 movie here? I think the official date is 2019 because it did premiere at Tribeca. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, we can we can go we can go for that. That counts, right? Well, this movie, I don't know, we obviously rated it a lot a little higher, but it got 64 on Metacritic and an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. A bullshit. Yeah, they <laughs> just fucking they bullshit. Don't know what it's okay. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> they, no. It's Elijah Wood, man. Not reliable sources. Come to thanks for waiting for your real rate. Yeah, anything with Elijah Wood's automatically a nine here. So. <laughs> nine out of ten. <laughs> Minimal. Forever young. Yes. Um. <laughs> yeah, so this was directed by Ant Thompson. He's a New Zealand director. Uh, this was actually his directorial debut. And him and Elijah Wood have known each other for years, so... Uh, it, it makes sense that he would cast Elijah Wood for this role, especially 
once we get into it, I mean, God, he's so good in this in, in this particular role. I don't know what you guys thought about it, but I just fucking loved it. But it was written by Ant Timpson and Toby Harvard, and they've been working together for years as well. It was filmed in Ticino, British Columbia. So it's a Canadian film. Okay, nice. Filmed in Canada. Yeah, nice. nothing, nothing wrong with that. Not at all. No. No, and it grossed, uh, <laughs> and it grows ninety six thousand seven hundred thirteen dollars in North America, and <laughs> and it got an additional twenty one thousand. So it in total, from like international, worldwide gross, it got one hundred seventy thousand nine hundred seventy four seventy four dollars. And what did you do? You know what the budget is here? No, I couldn't find the budget. Dude. I feel like it's not too big, right? I mean, it didn't no. feel like the budget would, was too big. Yeah, like it was a pretty tight setting. Yeah. Tight setting and like tight part. cast too. Yeah. Not a lot of people in this movie. Uh, very intimate. Yeah, and it, it was in it was in like a rural type of setting here. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't think, I don't think, I mean, that beach house though was sick as hell. So yeah. maybe, that, maybe that was a lot to, <laughs> to like, uh, oh yeah, you know, we'll get in the out. beach house a little bit later too. Yeah, I know. I know you're going to be facking us all through the show here, Joe. But uh, I mean, did you have anything else before we get up in this? That's all I want right now. So let's just jump in this thing. Joe's eager to jump into it. Let's you- let's come together. What? I'm eager to come to daddy. Let's do this. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> that's a weird way to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of the right. name of the movie. All right, we'll we'll come into this. Yeah, let's come. <laughs> all right let's do it all right josh let's come all right so come to daddy 2019 directed by ann tim timpson 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 now joe says that this is his first acting credit which no, i didn't say it's his first, I mean, acting his first credit. directing credit excuse me his first but, feature film directing credit sorry. and joe would be right on that but some things that he was uh he was working on he did he did produce abc's of death yeah um that's pretty popular i still yet to see that i know it's a very popular anthology horror movie joe you've seen it yeah abc it's not bad it's not fucking bad man for an anthology like when anthologies were coming out a lot of them kind of sucked but abc's wasn't wasn't too bad he's definitely a producer first and foremost well he was a producer an executive producer. Ooh. Yeah. On Deathgasm. Yep. <laughs> which Deathgasm, Josh, I know you haven't seen this movie, yeah. but you would fucking love it. It is so good. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, really good. It given the name, I, I believe it. Yeah. It, dude, <laughs> it's just all about metal, dog. Oh, fuck. And, yeah. It's New Zealand. It's a New Zealand movie. So, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like the New Zealand metal. Uh, there's dildos, there's demons. <laughs> it is great. So he has he has quite he has some he has some good stuff under his belt. I mean, there's no denying that. Well, Ant and Elijah both produced the Greasy Strangler, which was also written by to- Toby Harvard. So, the fuck, it's like a reunion here. Exactly. I mean, it's just a perfect storm coming together for our pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> For our coming to daddy, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and like, okay, so this movie starts out, and honestly, it's r- kind of hilarious how many opening companies there is eight in total. Yes, there's eight companies that yep. 
threw money at this movie. It goes Lionsgate, Sabin Films, Tango, mm-hmm. New Zealand Film Commission, Nowhere, Blinder Films, Firefly, and Scythia. Now, when we say Sabin Films, are we talking Power Rangers? Yes. Oh, fucking it. <laughs> okay, that's pretty sweet. I always say Saban, though. Um, Saban. This isn't, could be but a Josh could be. to each Elijah their Elijah Woods' uh, production company wasn't working on this. No, Elijah Woods' production company was not working on this. Which, he does have a production company that does uh, horror movies. And it did The Color Out of Space, which is, we just did. Yeah. 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 We, that was fun. Com- it, yeah. It and, is called Spectre. That is really cool. Spectre Vision. You know, can Elijah Wood get any cooler? You know, we're going to talk really favorably about Elijah Wood. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no denying. I mean, it is very, it is very, I don't know if you guys like kind of laughed out loud though. Cause I mean, I kind of laughed as like every single, <laughs> uh, you know, production company came up. It was just kind of like, oh, another one. Okay. Maybe the movie's starting. Oh, another one. Well, there is like two straight minutes of production company intros. So yeah. Well, got a lot. The movie starts out with a black screen, and we have a couple quotes. Josh, I'll do the first one here. Actually, Joe, I want you to do the first one here. You really want me to do the first one, Brian? Yeah, I mean, you could just you could do the first one, Josh. I want you to do the second one. You got it. And oh. uh, yeah, start us off here, boys. The sins of our father are to be laid upon the children. William Shakespeare. William Shakespeare. William fucking Shakespeare. Josh, you got the better one here. All right. <laughs> There's no one else like my daddy. Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> fucking Beyonce. Yeah, we're going from William Shakespeare <laughs> to Beyonce. Uh, basically my... the same thing. <laughs> the, yeah, both cultural icons. Yeah, for sure. And lyrical geniuses. Yes. So this movie might <laughs> be about left. dads. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we open up to a lush forest. Uh, we have a. Pr- what did you guys think about the score to this movie? Because I actually liked it. Uh, there were points where the score kind of seemed like they were solving a mystery, kind of detective-y. Well, it was we. It was like horror, and then like that baseline would drop, and it'd be just be like boom, 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 just be like a funky baseline over like a weird horror score. Um, I liked it. <laughs> you did like it, honestly. Pretty damn good. Like the the score kept me in it for sure. I, uh, I I like the score. I, I like, like it. it. I love it. I want some more of it. There you go. Very nice. <laughs> Composer was Carl Stevens. We'll just say that. Carl. I don't really know him from anything else, but Carl Stevens. Shout Carl him out. Uh, so it opens up. We have a pretty good score behind us here. We uh, the, we have we see a bus coming up the road. Uh, the bus stops, and we see a man come out. Uh, that man with a sun hat and a mustache <laughs> is Norval. I believe his last name's Greenwood, right? Yeah. Uh, he's played by Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys remember Elijah Wood? <laughs> yeah. Can we? I mean, Joe, what are some things you like Elijah Wood from? Um. Well, obviously, Lord of the Rings, and I got like a huge list of facts about Elijah Flipper. Wood too. Uh, Wilfred, he did a fucking <laughs> Wilf- excellent TV show called Wilfred. Wilfred. Is great. Did you finish it? Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's good. Great. Good. Great. What about you? For me? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, Lord of the Rings. You know what I'm saying? And, For sure. Uh, For sure. I did, he, watch, I did watch a lot of movies uh, of Elijah Woods when he was a child. 
<laughs> a child. He was a child actor. Yeah. Yeah. He was a child actor. He, I mean, he's been in the business a lot, long, long time. Um, there is one Elijah Wood movie that I have been meaning to watch. Uh, he's in the remake of Maniac. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really want to see that. So maybe we'll, we will do that on the podcast here at some point. Um, because the original Maniac's so good, it would be interesting to see him in that role. Uh, well, yeah, Josh, did you do you have any uh, Elijah Wood stories you want to tell? Um, Forever Young, <laughs> Flipper. <laughs> yeah, is it a, was it Deep Impact or or I think it's called Deep Impact. Is he the, in Deep Impact? The one where the they they uh, discover that uh, an asteroid's heading towards Earth and it's going to hit New York and stuff. And like, uh, the guy that's actually going to go tell them like crashes Jeep. Yeah, and, you're right. It's deep yeah, impact. Yeah. 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 The yeah. faculty, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is a movie we're definitely doing at some point. Uh, yeah. The faculty is yeah. awesome. And then uh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, Lord of the Rings. Yep. yeah, man, he's a child actor. He kind of had it made cause he hit big with Lord of the Rings and now he's just doing whatever. Yeah. He doesn't really need to do anything. He, no, cause he's not, he doesn't have that like, that fever to like catch the next big series like he already did he did like the he best series the best. He <laughs> like, return, return of the king won like 10 academy awards yeah yeah, yeah i mean that's like about the, that's about the time roger ebert called him the most talented actor in his age group in hollywood yeah and i'd have to agree because elijah wood is the fucking best <laughs> <laughs> did you guys know his family owned a deli which they sold moved out to california wow no i didn't really yeah. Uh, yeah. Do they sell that for their own dreams or Was for it called, Elijah? Like, Woods meat? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know the story behind it. But, <laughs> but there's your one sentence fact about Elijah Wood. Sliced wood. Sliced wood? I feel like that would horribly fail. Well, that's probably why they sold it. Yeah, Spy Kids 3D, anybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out of here, man. <laughs> Spy Kids is good, though. Yeah, Elijah Wood that's all we need Uh, so he comes out of the bus and you know he kind of comes out he takes a deep breath and he starts to walk through the wilderness with a rolling suitcase it was a very dramatic deep breath and I wasn't sure at this point that I was going to separate the role from the actor what? I was like oof Elijah Wood he's a chameleon dude he is like the second scene I saw him and I was just like okay Yeah. (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> this isn't the guy taking the one ring <laughs> no it's not uh, I think that this is honestly a beautiful setting I think that the woods that they chose Joe do you know where the filming location of this was uh, can you fact us with that or I mean I told you like the area it's, it's in Ticino British Columbia right but I mean I, I don't know like the, the latitude longitude of these woods oh you don't know the latitude longitude <laughs> Actually, it's 47.79135. Oh, okay. We can check that up. Okay. Uh, so he comes out of the woods and we see a beach. Everyone loved a beach. He's rolling a suitcase through the sand on a beach. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, can't pick it up. Uh, he does stop for a second and he reads some sort of note. You know, we don't really know what he's reading here, but it he, looks like a map or like some coordinates yeah. that he needs to like get to wherever he's going. Uh, as he comes to the clearing, uh, we see a, a really cool-looking beach house. It's kind of, kind of hanging over a cliff. You know, like the, uh, the deck of the house is hanging over a cliff. Really cool-looking house. Sweet. And then, uh, as we see that, we also get the title here. 
uh, title card. Pretty cool. You know, I, yeah. here at Fangs for Waiting, we always love a good title. Oh, yeah, we make sure to review the title sequence, and it just has the house in the background, come to daddy, and like some cool font in the corner. Yeah, with the beach house, yeah, just nice, what is it, sun, uh, sunrise, sunset? Yeah, some oh, sort of, no. some sort of <laughs> sun silhouetting sunset. event. Uh, uh, yes. Been yelled at for singing things, so I gotta stop myself. Hey, man, not at the Fangs for Waiting podcast, you can sing all you want. No, every time I do it. Brady goes, no, 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 we're gonna get a flag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no. yeah, yeah. Shut up. As long as it's original. Yeah. Oh, no, see, I was gonna sing that one thing. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't do so, it. <laughs> no, 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 we're gonna get flagged. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As uh, as Norval gets to the door, he knocks. Uh, he, we see a bit of hesitation as he does it. Uh, the door opens, and Norval explains that, uh, you know, he got his dad's letter asking him to come see him. Yeah. But the way he does it is very unnatural. Yeah, I mean, you, you can tell that? there's some awkwardness here. Well, because he repeats himself. He's like, Dad, it's me, Norville. And then he goes yeah. on spiel, and then he's just like, so I came. It's me, Norville. And yeah. he says it's me, like, what, two other times in the movie? <laughs> it's a me. And I keep thinking <laughs> he's... Me, yeah, Norville. Oh, man. <laughs> I just keep thinking he's going to repeat himself. Like, hey, Mom, it's me, Norville. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after looking for a second, his dad pulls him in for a hard hug. Very hard hug. I don't know how you guys deal with hard hugs, but for me, I don't like a hard hug, you know? Give me a soft one. I, if you guys gave me one, I'd take it, but... It depends on the, uh, I think the situation. I don't like hugs, but with you guys, like, hug me all day and night. <laughs> hard or soft yeah, it's a no uh, <laughs> so this is his dad uh, in quotations I Brian oh, what, you got something to add Josh Just, I tried <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Brian uh, he's played by Stephen McCarty Stephen McCarty uh, he is a Nova Scotian actor so he's from Canada um, he has been in the most recent thing he's been in honestly is uh, Nightmare Alley which, that's 2021, that is a, I believe, a horror uh, anthology. Okay, that's cool. Um, he, ha- <laughs> he has a lot, he has a lot, though. He's been, he's been in quite a lot of things throughout the years. Um, I, I wouldn't say too many things that are super mainstream, though. Well, he's quite the looker in the 70s and 80s, right? Played some, like, he played, like, James Dean and something. <laughs> Damn. Well, the one you. thing I do know is that Elijah Wood was talking about him on an interview once and he's just like this dude is intimidating yeah I guess he doesn't talk a lot he's just like sort of quiet on set mm-hmm. so and when Elijah Wood like got into got to acting against him it was like yeah. it kind of fit because he's sort of intimidated by his dad in this movie well and Joe uh, he was in the James Dean TV series in 1976 Okay, I'm not sure if he um, played James Dean. He was also in the Starsky and Hutch TV <laughs> series. Um, he's been in many of the. He's been in like a lot of things since then, though. I mean, this guy's working, so don't. It was working. He's got 216 <laughs> credits. Jeez, damn. Yeah, this guy working. So don't yeah. don't, don't don't you know? He's played guy in background 37 times. <laughs> he's a good actor, man. He does good in this film. Uh, so he pulls him in for that hug. Uh, so his dad says that, you know, he never thought he'd see him again. And he invites Norval in. 
once inside, we see that there's he brings them to the back, and there's huge ass windows, like these super nice. They're not even bay windows; they're just kind of like from the just floor like, to the ground type of windows. It's sort of just like look where I live windows. Like you just live in such a yeah. um, amazing landscape that you're just like, let's build a house made out of glass. Uh, Norval thinks that it looks like a UFO from the 1960s. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. That's a good way to put it. Uh, his dad says that it's been it's been a long time, too long, and that's when Norval starts to. Uh, after that, Norval starts to unpack, and he sees his. We, we in the beginning of this movie really see his dad kind of show up at behind him in the mirror a couple times here. Dude, that is so symbolic of what comes later in the movie. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, but you know, he so he does see he like he's kind of like was he washing his face here or was he brushing his yeah. teeth? Yeah, he's brushing really? his teeth. And it had to be like to me, it was like it seemed like it was purposely predictable. The the whole mirror tilt, you've seen it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. The, the, he just he know. closes the mirror and then right. he just yeah. like pop, he pops up behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not a jump scare though. It's no, usually used no. as a jump scare, but uh, uh, but it's so predictable. <laughs> it is, it is. The dad says it's selfie time, baby. Selfie time. Uh, they are taking a picture together on the back porch uh, in the front facing mode of the camera on the phone. The it's dad, a gold phone, we should say. Well, the yeah. dad takes the phone, and Norval says that it's a limited edition gold phone designed by Lord. Now, I think he's talking about the, like, Royals girl, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, that was my assumption. Of course. Yes. Yeah, so what other Lord is there? No other. Do you think he's bullshitting this? That's a good question. I had <laughs> never considered that, and I watched this movie two and a half times. Well, based on based on something that's going to happen here in a second, it's very likely he could because he says there's like, well, we'll get to it here, but he says yeah. that they're limited a number in the world here. Yeah. I think it was just because of how uh, he looked. He looked pretty pissed when what happened happened. Well, I mean, that was his goddamn phone. Man. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, um, I was kind of anticipating something. Uh, so while taking a picture, the dad actually drops it off of the balcony into the sea. Um, and he says that he shouldn't have had that second beer for breakfast. Josh, mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Um, you know, uh, breakfast time kind of calls for scotch. That's a, <laughs> yeah. right? Not beer. Um, I just thought it was funny how Norville was like, there's only 20 of them in the world. And then like it drops, like knocks <laughs> off a rock into the creek. Or into the ocean, and just like, well, now there's 19. Yes. Now, me anticipating this being like a horror-esque type of movie, yeah. I was like, okay, his dad just got rid of his cell phone, so yep, what is no... he planning? Yeah, I was like, this dude's oh. gonna kill him. Probably. I was like, there, now there's no means of communication. Right. Uh, next, It's like, whenever you watch a horror movie nowadays, you're just looking for how they're gonna get rid of the cell phones, though. <laughs> right. It's like such a natural yeah. part of any horror movie these days. It's just like, how do you cancel it, out that I, big loophole? It's it's notable that his dad does have a landline, though. So yeah, but I not, guess it's like not the reason would be no di- no communication. I mean, I yeah. guess the reason would be like secret communication, or maybe even like sending pictures. Yeah, right. I mean, which is pretty fucking smart for his dad to do that. Like right off the bat, he's like, "Get rid of a cell phone." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it felt strategic. 
Well, here's the thing. There could be a landline. How many phone numbers do you think Norval knows? Through that. Well, mm-hmm. he knows 911. And he knows his the only mom's one you number. Need. Yeah, it's the only two you need. Could you call your mom after on a payphone? Yeah, I could. You could? Really? Yeah. Mm, don't mind a mom's yeah i think i I think i could be i could figure it out i've had it memorized since the day she told me memorize this wow yeah all right so (laughs) next we see you would be proud of you josh anything else you want to add joe no next we see him oh oh, yeah next next we see him next we see him take it away (laughs) (laughs) Uh, next we see him cooking uh the dad's chopping up some meat pretty aggressively uh he asked norval uh he you know does his mom ever say anything about him and uh norval says no kind of hurts his dad a little bit here yeah big ouch uh norval lives with her temporarily you know it's a temporarily or temporary arrangement yeah nothing wrong with that norval's got to be like 28 29 he's 35 Uh, the dad asks he's 35 yeah, yeah he's 35. Damn. Did they say that in the movie? Yes. Oh. When? Uh, later in the movie, he tells the dad that he leaves him when he's five. Oh, and, and it's, it's been, been 30, 30 years. years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Norval. <laughs> I mean, Elijah Wood just looks eternally like in his it, 20s. How <laughs> great is Elijah Wood, guys? God, so good. He's so cool. The mustache. He's so fresh. The little gap between his teeth. Yeah, I, I would literally do anything for Elijah Wood. Piercing blue eyes. Yes. He could I mean, be a cult leader. He could. He, he could, could yeah. literally could. I'd follow. I probably would there too. There you go, Elijah. <laughs> you <laughs> got three followers Thanks already. Thanks for waiting, baby. Uh, <laughs> Elijah! Yeah. Elijah! <laughs> uh, the dad asks if he feels embarrassed living with his mom at her at his age. And this is where Norval says it. You know, it's been a, it's been a rough couple of years, man. I think we could. I think everyone's been through that. Yeah. Been a, there's some rough times out there. Yeah. Uh, the dad, uh, you know, then he he's like, "Do you sleep with her?" And I think everybody had the same reaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, you what? sleep in the same bed as her. You know, he says no. Like Norval says no, of course. But what a weird question, man. I mean, it's just like sort of like a jab and like an insult. Like you sleep in the same bed as your mommy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after that, he Kobe's a steak across the kitchen into the pan, <laughs> and it was pretty sweet. Yeah, he kind he just makes it, but it was it he should have cool. said Kobe. And it's all you know, it's just sizzling real nice. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> 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 next, we see him sitting down for dinner, and Norval doesn't drink. Because he has had an alcohol dependency issues in the past. Oh, yes. I just love how he he doesn't say he's an alcoholic. Yeah. He just has to say uh, it in a way that's just like, I have an alcohol dependency like, issue. What does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, when Norval tells him what that means, he, uh, Norval says, I wrote a note, I ran a bath, and he shows a cut on his wrists, and he says it's really fucking close. Damn. Yeah, so he was such an alcoholic that he almost tried to kill himself. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's he pretty, slit his wrist. That's really sad. Elijah, please don't do that. We, yeah. need, we need you. We love you. It's not Elijah. It's Norville. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the dad, he ends up filling the wine glass all the way to the top and chugs it right in Norville's face. Oh, God. He's oh like swishing God. it in his face, too. Yeah. He's like, mm, oh yeah. Doesn't he say, like, tempted? Yeah, 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 he does. He does. And he's just, come on, man. Like, as he's drinking, he's just like, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Josh? No, I was okay. just moaning. <laughs> <laughs> to keep that, keep it up. <laughs> keep it. Yeah. Uh, next, we see him chilling uh, with a record on. Uh, the song is uh, "Long Tong Wai" <laughs> by uh, Chawiwan uh, Derman. Which, I was like, this has got to be Norville's pick. It there's has to no be. It, it's the most. <laughs> it's the most like hipster song of there's all fucking absolutely time. Absolutely no way. He's just fucking... listening to like in like Indian rock. Yeah, there's no way Stephen McCaddy <laughs> fucking has his record on deck. He Norville unpacked this record and threw it on. I, I agree. Uh, the great mu- setting though. The, yeah, the music. I really, I actually did like this uh, song though. Like, it was a good yeah. song. It's a, yeah. it's a good background song. It really was. Uh, the dad says that he was a limo driver and he was actually a, he was an award winning limousine driver, but mm. he's retired now. I mean, fuck his yeah. limo had real leather seats. Checks out. Hey, if you have leather seats, I think that's when you say you made it. Just yeah. like in your house, if you're sitting there and you're looking at a leather leather couch, maybe like a leather single chair, you made it. You yeah. made it. Yeah. You're like you're the man. You know, yeah. when other people are sitting in your leather chairs, you're the man. Also, are there limo awards? Is there like an Oscars for limo? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> I feel like there First are at least celebrity flag, trusted. Normal. Uh, <laughs> Norval here, he says that he's in the music business, uh, and he says that he's fairly big in the music business. Mm. Uh, you know, he's not. He says he's not someone you can pigeonhole. You know, does he DJ? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, does he produce blazing beats? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, does he tinkle the ivories? He says tinkle. Yes. I thought it was tickle. I thought it was tickle too, but he says tinkle. <laughs> hey, he says tinkle. Do I tinkle? <laughs> do I tinkle those ivory? Do I tinkle those ivory? Well, tinkling the ivories. Yes, you can assume they're also tickling. The yeah. <laughs> Does he also promote high-profile <laughs> events pertaining to music and the performance of music? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. You know, does he count Kendrick Lamar and Chance the Rapper as some of his closest allies? Yeah. <laughs> you guessed it. Yeah, he does. Yep. And then his dad's like, uh, you know, do you represent someone I've actually fucking heard of? And this is where Norville says that, you know, do you know a little guy named Elton motherfucking John, bitch? Ooh. Oh, man. But he Pulling calls him Elton Card. Yeah, he calls him Reginald Kenneth Dwight. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, he says that Elton. Um, <laughs> I mean, Reginald. <laughs> uh, he, Excuse me. Yes. He discovered, uh, he discovered Norville while he was DJing in a nightclub in the, in a gala event, and he signed him to an exclusive deal that night. That's how good Norville is. That's how fucking good he is. God, Elijah's so cool. That's how great Reginald is. What? Not Reginald. You know, Elton John. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Reginald. You mean how humble Reginald is. Humbled by Norville. <laughs> uh, yes. 
Norval says that, uh, you know, that Reginald's been like a father to him. No offense. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, but no offense. And honestly, come on, man. None taken. This man hasn't talked to you in 30 years. Right? True. I guess he couldn't be offended. You couldn't be offended. Like, you're just not his dad at that point. He doesn't know you. <clears throat> uh, the dad says that, you know, it's a small world because guess what? He's close friends with Reginald, too. Oh, yeah. Isn't that particular? That's quite particular, Brandon. Why, thank you, John. You're welcome, Brandon. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, but like, honestly, like, as Norville right there, like, oh, well, that's crazy because I know Reginald. You just be like, bull. <laughs> yeah. The bullshit, man. You don't know Reginald. Lick my butt. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> like, turns out that they go way back. The dad was his personal limo driver for 10 years, bro. Yeah. 10 years. That's a long time. Yeah. What are the odds, man? You become friends at yeah, that point. Maybe we should call him right fucking now. Yeah. The dad wants to call him. Norval tells him, you know, he says, please don't call him. You know, because I, you know, Elijah, <laughs> Elijah was called Elijah. Uh, <clears throat> Norval says that Elton told him that he couldn't call him at night. Yeah. <laughs> Elton specifically told me not to call him <laughs> after 8 p.m. He's like, no, right. no. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, his dad says no. And he said he could call him anytime, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Norval says, please don't call him as he's starting to call him. And, you know, he says it one, one, two, two more times, says it a little more seriously. A little desperately. Yeah, desperately. Please don't word. call him. Um, And this is when it's found out that Norval's uh, bullshitting. Yeah. Yeah, his dad's like, you don't really know Elton John, do you? Man. And now, on for this, this is like the point in the movie where... I kind of started to second guess everything Norval's told us. Because that's why I brought up like, you know, was his phone really 19, 19 of 20 from Lord? Or was it just yeah. a fucking gold iPhone? Well, we should also explain what Norval looks like. He has this crazy ass bowl cut. Where it's like <laughs> half of his head is shaved, but like the very top. It's like a monk cut. Yeah. But kind of grown out a little bit. It's like a bowl cut. He has this funky ass mustache. Uh, he's wearing a cardigan like 90% of the movie. Yeah. And I believe, uh, oh. Joe, I, I'm not trying to take your facts away from you, but I, I believe that Norville's look was actually based on Skrillex. Yeah, that's where I was going with this. So yeah, when, when Ant handed Elijah the script, he also handed him a picture of Skrillex. He's just like here. This is this is what we're talking about. And uh. and the, in interviews, they do actually admit that they think that Norval is a douchebag. Yeah, he's like Elijah Wood says that. <laughs> he's just like an entitled Hollywood Beverly Hills douche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a douche, but he's but, not a douche in our hearts because God, Elijah was the best. Exactly, and God damn it, like this is the only scene where I was like, oh, he's a douche. Every other scene, I was just like rooting for him just as hard as I was. I would root for anyone else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the this is the one scene where he's like a pretty big douche. Yeah, he's like smirking. Like, do I tickle? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I really don't think he's a rat fucker in this scene. No, <laughs> no. I wouldn't call him a rat fucker. He's also, I guess, if you really want to look deep, he's not making eye contact. He's just looking up when he's saying all of it. Looking up to oh, the left. Is he looking up to the left? Hmm. Oh, looking up to the left. Well, Weird. hey, guess what? What? What are the odds 
That he knows Elton? That his dad knows Elton. Personally, Lim will drive for Elton. And, went over the- <laughs> <laughs> and Norval also knows him. What are the odds? He's full of shit. Let's call him right now, baby. Yeah. Uh, Norval tells him, please don't. Yeah. Please don't, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He tells him like two times and then Norval's full of shit. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> he hangs up that phone. His dad does. Yeah. He goes, you don't know Elton John, do you? Right. Because he's full of shit. Bullshit. Have you heard that he's full of shit? Um, Have you heard the word? The word that uh, Norville, acclaimed DJ, (laughs) tinkling of ivories. Norville. Bullshit. Uh, While brushing his teeth, Norville's dad pops up in the mirror once again. Well, we gotta mention that He's full shit? Well, no. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, full he's full of shit. shit. He's like, I don't know Elton John. I, that, was yeah, the, yeah. that was the fun. <laughs> that was the cap. Or like, yeah, me neither. Yeah. And I mean, also this all happened like in a fucking sweet ass fireplace setting with a deer head in the background. Yeah, it, it definitely was a nice. This movie, I can say, is pretty well shot. It's pretty. Yeah, like this is a, a very well shot movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, while brushing his teeth, Norval's dad pops up in the mirror again and uh, he says, if you want to impress, impress him, he does like fight stories. Fight stories. Oh, yeah. Uh, Norval, he's never been in a fight, of course. I mean, come on. Who are we fooling here? Uh, Norval's not the fighting type. His dad has been in a, fear, in a fight, though, and he kicked a guy's ear off once Straight by accident. Off his head. Yeah, and then after saying that, he's just like, night, goes to bed. Yikes. Uh, Norval can't sleep, so he uh, gets a glass of water, and he overhears his dad having a heated conversation uh josh can you can you show us can you hear i had to put subtitles on in order to actually get this uh yeah. these quotes here um because you could really yeah, hear it, it in the muddled. movie yeah. you definitely couldn't hear it if you didn't watch without subtitles yeah so this this is what uh this is what norval mutterly hears all right and i i will Translate to clear language, clear English. Uh, yes, yes. Not muddled in the background. Not muddled. I could run to the background and do it, but I won't. All right. So uh, Jethro here's uh, er, a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, joke. No, you no, do no, it. no. <laughs> that is... Jethro. Well, what do you want me to do? I'll fuck you. Let me talk here. <laughs> <laughs> like Brad Pitt. You know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we can use them as fucking leverage. We've got some collateral. Yeah. So that's some pretty weird stuff coming from your pa. I don't know how much you guys think Norval actually heard here. As much as we did. Yeah, I feel like he, no, I feel like he heard the subtitled version of what we did. I feel like he heard it all. I I think he heard it all. Okay, well, he definitely disregards it. I feel like even the tone of it, maybe it would just be like enough to Uh, dip. Muttered, you hear his dad say, shit, wait a minute. And Norval, who is listening outside, he runs to fucking bed and he pretends to be asleep as his dad slowly opens the door to make (laughs) sure he isn't peeping. You guys ever do that when you're kids? Cool. No. Oh, yeah. I I thought, uh, no, I was a good boy. 
I thought because <laughs> Norville grabbed a yeah. glass of water too. When he set it on the desk stand, like it was still shaking, like how you would set a glass of water down. It's uh, still kind of moving. It so was I, dark though. True. I, I just thought the dad was going to like walk in and see the glass of water moving or something. But he doesn't. No, he, he doesn't. doesn't. Uh, next day, we see him chilling on the deck. And uh, this is where Norville asks him, you know, like, Dad, why'd you ask me to come here? And Norville thinks that his dad regrets sending that letter to him. Kind of sad. A little He's bit. sad, but not unexpected. The dad, uh, he just uh, he just says he needs to take a crap. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, after that, we can go for a swim. So that's kind of showing the dad here. He's, he's kind of cold in this scene, and it's kind of getting a little too weird, right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. this guy's like, this guy's crazy. Yeah. I don't think he's crazy. I think he's just angry. You know, this could easily turn out to be like a heartwarming drama. Yeah. Where the dad just like, you know what? I will embrace my son. Come after I. He's definitely resistant. Me seeing it originally, it was just seemed like uh, he was upset about. Yeah. It's. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's upset about. Yeah. Maybe he's mad at himself. Yeah. You know, it's hard for him to talk about. It's hard for him to bring it up. Like. Um, yeah. So next we see Norval. He's on the phone talking to his mom, telling her that you know he's not he's not what he thought his dad's not what he thought he was gonna be. And he, I mean, I think Norval really feels like he was way off right here. I'm not sure how he imagined his dad, but he didn't imagine him like this. Yeah. No. Uh, during his phone call, we see him. So after his phone call, we see them going for a swim. It's kind of daring. It's like a voiceover kind of thing. We see them both standing there shirtless. Nice. Yeah, which is weird because it's like, okay, go on. Uh, so they both start to run into the pool or the pool <laughs> into the sea. Were they racing <laughs> the, each other? Was that like a father-son race to the ocean? I thought it was going to be, but then all of a sudden the dad stops right before he even gets to the water. Yeah. It was his idea to swim. Right. Uh, Norval says, you know, well, in the scene before that, before Norval would be talking, he's kind of like floating on his back and he's just very peaceful and we see a rocket flung right by him. Now, yeah. do you guys think this was an attempt on Norval's life or what? Dude, that's like the perfect crime. You can knock yeah. him out. He drowns. Right. He just bumped his head while he's diving. I don't know. Um, yeah. Do you think he was be trying to murder him right here? Because <laughs> like, like yeah. panned right. <laughs> the camera just like focused like, on. Do the... you really though? Because it takes like, a lot of prodding later. But I, the only reason I don't that I think maybe it wasn't the dad was like, dude, the dad has to be like a fucking. Olympic hurler or something yeah, like I mean, that was that too, fucking, that's like a rock that was like 200 your yards yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the, yeah that was like easy, that was way too far of a distance for that old man to chuck at Norville it, but and that closely too it was Fuck. weird though because the, the water was still shallow too yeah and it was like pretty far out <laughs> far well, out bro that's why it's <laughs> the perfect crime because he's just like you know you just see like a rock hit him on the head and they drown yes uh, next, we see Norval. He's on the phone talking to his mom, telling her about uh, 
how he's not how he imagined it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Uh, so, so uh, Norval says that you know, who knows? Maybe they'll be best friends. Yeah, that that all happened fucking before a rock got thrown at his face. Yeah, while well, floating on his back, he gets that rock real close to his face. Pretty spooky, you know. You don't know if he's just brand because Norval kind of looks around confused. You know, yeah, he, he, yeah, does, he, like, he does it and he sees his dad like standing ominously yeah. on the beach. He goes under to see like what the fuck was that? Like, yeah, did he not know? Like, I feel like at that point I would have been like, that dude, that motherfucker just threw a rock at me. Um, after that, we get a sweet ass transition shot of him going underwater in the sea and then he comes up in the bathtub. Yeah, and we get more muttering that is coming from his dad, and this actually pretty loud Josh because you indulge us no he's not fucking dead he's dead (laughs) 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 well he's fucking dead Uh, you go okay no I don't want to be a fucking babysitter yeah so Norval has to be like thinking some weird shit right now Oh, we see Norval. He's brushing his shoes off. And this is when his dad, uh, he tells his dad that he needs to know why he sent that letter. Why'd you send that? What if I burnt that letter? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Michael Caine, baby. Uh, I mean, yeah, Norval's getting fed up at this point. He's like, why the fuck am I here? You just threw a rock in my head. Yeah, his dad tells him to fucking drop it. And Joe, what the fuck does he say to that? Fucking drop it, you fucking drop it. No. (laughs) (laughs) You just said to me. He says, I don't want to fucking drop it, bitch. Yeah. Uh, Norval wants to know why he walked out on him when he was five and he wants to explain himself. I think that's pretty reasonable. That's pretty fair. Uh, The dad, uh, you know, he's drinking and he says, uh, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, it's like I don't have to explain myself to you, and yeah. and he says, you know, respectfully disagree. He's like, "What are you gonna do about it?" Gets in Norval's face. Well, I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was, I was honestly you gonna do about it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. more like it. And yeah. honestly, I was expecting Norval to give a shove or something, like maybe like a slap. Well, Norval says he knows what's happening here. His He's dad. not a fighter. He's not a fighter. <laughs> his dad says you have no fucking idea what's going on here boy is he right Norval comes to the conclusion that his dad wrote that letter when he was drunk and he probably doesn't even remember sending it which you know I mean, that's kind of what I thought too at this point and this is when his dad calls him a rat fucker and Josh Mm. Can you be so kind here to uh, tell us what he says about Norval? So when his dad calls him a rat fucker, he <laughs> says, "You stuff rat, no. <laughs> you stuff rats up your vagina. You dress like a woman, yeah. You dress like a cunt. Ooh, Ooh. pulling the c word out. Oh yeah, tough. Uh, not for me. Uh, uh, <laughs> Norval says, don't call me that." You know, he's don't call him a cunt. Don't say that. And, <laughs> like, come on, man. Uh, yeah, jo- the dad says, uh, Why? You're a pretty cunt. 
You're, oh, you're pretty cunty. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're pretty. Yeah, you're pretty. I kind of like you after. You know? <laughs> now get into a new level you're, of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you're a pretty cunty. I mean, Why? honestly, that's where you're... I thought this movie had more of. It's like some sexual shit. Because like, it's called Come to Daddy. I don't know if you oh, guys thought the on. same thing before no. you watched the movie. No. Is it just I the think, culture think, that we're living in? Yeah, I was like, I think, come to daddy. All right. <laughs> Brandon think, picked a good one. I think <laughs> porn has changed you as a man. <laughs> changed the culture, man. You <laughs> thought just right. me. Right, right. Yeah, why? You're pretty cunty. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty tough. I mean, because, like, I mean, Norm, like, Norval's pretty douchey. Uh, but he's not cunty. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's fucked he, up. Uh, exactly. I don't think. I don't think he's to that level. He's definitely not cunt. No one's cunty, man. It's oh. pretty. I mean, it's pretty funny though. I mean, the dad's kind of cunty. Uh, yeah. Norval, <laughs> Norval says that he's gonna leave, and his dad says he got lost in the woods and die in the find a rat skeleton in your pelvic bone where your vagina was. A hard burn. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, I don't know what to say that shit. Uh, the dad leaves the room and Norval sits. Uh, he sits down. He takes like a deep breath, closes his eyes. And when he opens them, his dad's in front of him with a fucking cleaver. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cleavers are great. And like, cue the horror music at this point, too. Yeah. It's pretty good. Like, I was just like, uh, now nah, it's a horror movie. Uh, Norval stands up and he asks, "What the fuck is he doing?" Yeah. And Josh, <laughs> well, he says, "I believe the correct term is filicide." Yeah, and filicide just means killing your child. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, we all learned something today. Because I doubt either of you had filicide in your fucking vocabulary before I, this. I knew it. Yeah, yeah everybody knows filicide. It's like a third grade vocab. Okay, Brandon. we're just going to lie to each other. Jeez. That's cool. I knew let's what it meant. Let's continue yeah, his yeah, lying too, friends. Josh. Yeah, let's continue his lying friends. I knew what it meant. Uh, he says, yep. and yep. This, is where, uh, <laughs> this is where the dad says, he <laughs> says, come to daddy. Josh, give us a come to daddy. Come to daddy. Joe, give us a come to daddy. Come to daddy. Come to daddy. Hey, come to daddy. Come to daddy. Come uh, to daddy. He grabs Norval and he's going to chop him up. And right when he's about to stroke him. Stroke when, him? Yeah, like right when his stroke was going to fall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's about to come to daddy right there. Uh, yeah, he has a heart attack and he just falls fucking fa- or, uh, head, back of the head first. <laughs> Down, baby. I mean, he did. Norval, luckiest motherfucker on earth, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was real close to getting fucked up there. Didn't, so that's good. Uh, Norval calls his mom, tells her that, uh, you know, his dad fell down. He's not moving. Uh, he says he's dead. Like, mm-hmm. he thinks he's dead, man. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't try to save him. Yeah. And I this think- is where it is established that the mom is coming on Friday. Let's all think about that for a second and come back to it later. But the thing is, it doesn't seem like Norville told like his mom about the stabbing incident or like the meat cleaver incident. No, he didn't tell anybody. I would be very excited to tell anybody <laughs> about like the fact that I almost got meat cleavered and the dude who almost meat cleavered me just had a heart attack and died right in my face. I'd be like, Mom, this is a crazy story. Sit down. And I would just fucking... Like, no. No, you guys wouldn't? What do you think? 
No, I mean, I think like it. It's just unnecessary information for my mother. I think unnecessary. I'd be like, this dude was a psychopath. He snapped. He tried to meat cleaver me. And right. He had you're, not, you're not trying to make your mom panic, though. You know. But he's already dead. Sure, but I don't know. I feel like I'd, I'd kind of have the same thing that Norval has here, where you're just not, you're just not trying to paint it as anything. Maybe you'll tell her in the future, but not right now. I don't know, man. Seems like pertinent information at the time. I feel like I wouldn't react like Norval, so maybe my story would be different. Well, Norval, he goes to the closet to grab a sheet, and a stuffed tiger falls out. And when, the, when he's looking at that stuffed tiger, he doesn't literally seem like he remembers it. Uh, he calls out, he calls to the coroner's office and tells them that, you know, his dad's dead and then he needs some, he needs some people there, you know? Is that what you do, Joe? But, uh, yeah, I guess. He probably got that advice from his mom, I'm imagining. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I would call my mom just to see what to do. Hmm. I think that's exactly what this movie's about. Calling your mom? Uh, millennials um, needing to call their need, parents need for their every parents to figure yeah. out what to do. Yeah. Well, he is thirty-five and living with her, which is completely fine. You know. Stop looking at me. <laughs> yeah. Josh, you're forty, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, the next day, we see the police come over, and the police officer there is, uh, I believe, he's the sheriff, right? I mean, he's never involved in the movie, the rest of the movie, but... Is he credited as the sheriff? He's just credited as Ronald Plum. So <laughs> Ronald Plum? Yeah, maybe he's Ooh, just no maybe he's just a cop or what, but he's played by Garrett Wilson. Garfield Wilson. Garfield Wilson. Uh, that's what I said. Uh, <laughs> he, he's been in a few things. Uh, he was actually born in England. Oh, no shit. Shit. Yeah, and uh, he's been in a lot of TV series, a uh, lot of mini series. Nothing, nothing too crazy that I would say. I mean, he was in Bates Motel. Okay. Cool. Um, he was in Arrow. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was in the Twilight Zone in two thousand and three series. Neat. Yeah. So he's he's been in quite a lot of stuff. A uh, very, very small role in this movie. Yeah, but he, um, he established his own personal training company in Vancouver. Yes. Yeah, he's like a fit dude. He like he competed in a, a physique bodybuilding, which you can see just like in his posture. He's strong. And he's a musician. He plays really? He plays in like funky blues bands and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Norfolk lies to him and says that, uh, you know, that his dad had chest pains and he just fell over. And Ronald walks right up to Norval and, you know, to see if he's lying. Because Norval just kind of shakes his head at him. He doesn't say anything, but he's like, you got to say it. And he tells him that Norval doesn't have raisin eyes. He believes him. Yeah. Because Norval doesn't have raisin eyes. Right. Because raisin eyes are what his theory is, is if you have like small, dark eyes, then you're, you're just a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and he tells him, he go, he like walks over to his dad who's laying on the ground still cause he's, you know, dead. And he tells him that his dad does indeed have raisin eyes. Oh my God. Which, you know, people are not very sensitive in this town. <laughs> nah. It's like your dad looked like a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> As I he's th- like laying dead. 
this is a cool actual moment though after that um we see his corpse and we hear an echo of him saying come to daddy yep and it's pretty creepy very creepy uh the cop comes up to Norval and he's like you know I can per I can burp on command if it makes you feel better. <laughs> uh, I that's like my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> he does it. He does do it, but it doesn't cheer Norval up. Norval doesn't even give him a courtesy laugh. And then uh, next we see Norval, who's talking now to the coroner Gladys, who's played by Madeline Sammy. Yeah, I didn't know her name was Gladys. What do you think it was? I don't know. Never bothered to figure it out. Okay, well, she was born in New Zealand. So she's a New Zealand actor. Um, She also has been in quite a lot of uh, TV series. Um, Nothing that I say is too notable for us over here. Um, But she has been in a bunch of shit and continues to work to this day. And she's not too bad in this movie for what she has. No, not too bad. Uh, I thought it was funny here because while filling out paperwork, Norval puts down that he's an artist as his profession. Yeah, and he hesitates over that question, sort of like, I don't do anything. And then he just puts artist. Exactly. Yeah, which I think is the point. Mm -hmm. Norval kind of just coasts. He just hangs out. And that's Norval's thing. Hanging out. Yes. And all the way. This is when Gladys Ew. tells him that she's going to get him all ready and then she's going to bring him back. Gonna <laughs> drain the fluids from his body and bring him right back. Because there's like a flood in town or something? Yeah, yeah there's like a storage shortage. So you're going to have to live with yeah. his body. Yes. Before we got too far off, can you guys burp on the man? No. No. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I figured Joe could. Yeah. Do it. Joe. Uh, right into the uh, mic. Right into the uh, mic right now. Do it. Um It's okay, Joe. Are you, are you, are, do you know do you know Elton John or Do it. Do it. It's kind of a burp. Do it again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Joe can do it. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, can you do it? I'm done asking that. Yeah. Uh, so she, this is when she kind of she kind of tells Norval that she, that Norval has kind eyes, and uh, she gives him her number. But it's it's really just a uh, card to a coroner's office. Well, she says, "Has anyone ever told you you have kind eyes?" And Norval says, no, which I call bullshit on. No one's ever told Elijah Wood he's had kind <laughs> eyes in his life. Yeah. God, that's like the first thing you see. is bullshit. Bullshit. But anyway, I also thought this was going to be like a budding love story. And I was like, oh, come on. Don't give it to us. I'm glad it didn't really turn out that way. Well, we'll see what happens here. Josh. Was my ear? Sorry. Uh, while on the beach, uh, she leaves, and at, while on the beach, thinking about everything, uh, he hears a crack in the woods, and he kind of looks back. He says hello, you know. He kind of calls out, like, uh, "Sup, anyone there?" 
Um, and this is when we see a plastic bag that says thank you on it with a picture of a tiger hit him right in the face. And he had so much, he had so much time to move. He didn't have to let that bag hit him in the I mean, face. No one's ever going to think that the bag is going to hit you in the face, you know? Yeah, but like, just at least be alert, you know? Right. I guess. He watches that bag hit him in the face. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, next off, we see him going through things in the house. Uh, he's sniffing stuff. Like a cardigan. Yeah, I didn't really get this. I thought he like unpacked that cardigan from his suitcase. So he's just sniffing his own clothes. Uh, but then I was oh, thinking no, maybe no, his, his dad. dad's yeah. I don't um, know. Because he, he definitely seems like the guy who'd wear a cardigan. I think he he like identifies <laughs> things through smell. <laughs> yeah, that's um, <laughs> his special artistic quality. Because <laughs> after that, he's laying in bed awake, and you know we got this is when we got a nice score, nice acoustic guitar going. Hell yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, Jeff. Did you do you have anything to add to that? Or? No, just, just hell yeah. Filling up the space, yeah, man. man. Sorry, <laughs> just fucking hell yeah. Man. Keep going with the plot. Jeez. As he's as uh, he's helping Gladys carry him into carrying the body the next day into the house. Uh, we hear. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, hell I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a human being that has to swallow. I'm sorry. I knew it. That's <laughs> good. Uh, we hear. It. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we hear them talking, you know, and this is where Norval kind of says that he can't miss him, really, because he didn't really know him, but yeah. but he does feel something. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's his dad. Yeah. Um, before Gladys leaves, she says that, uh, you know, that maybe Norval needs to talk to him, you know, because it helped her out when she talked to her dead husband. So... Uh, she's free, baby. Yeah. She's single. Yeah. She's single. When she said she had a dead <laughs> husband, I was like, come on, they're gonna do this to us. They're gonna make like a romantic thing yeah. happen. But <laughs> it's uh, uh, another fact here is that Aunt Timpson actually got the idea from this movie uh from when his dad died and his family thought it was a good idea for the kids to grieve in the same house as his dad's corpse. So he kind of mm. spent a few nights in the same house as his dad's corpse while his siblings came and went and other people that knew his dad came and went and told him stories. But at night he would go down and just kind of like observe his dad's corpse and he would talk to it like he would see in like movie, like how you would see in a movie someone yeah. talking to like the dead corpse of somebody. So he would try and like talk to his dad but I mean, so anyway, that's how like the seed was planted for this movie. Wow, that observe like ruined it. <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be so disturbing. Yeah, so like he sort of just like but, developed the story with Toby, and it became <laughs> this like weird art film. Uh, so that nice. that night, Norval is laying in bed, and he's hearing clanking and metal scraping coming from the vents. Ooh. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, he gets wow. up and he walks around to see his dad, the corpse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah his dad, his dad's still dead. Uh, the next day, we see him putting on a turtleneck, <laughs> of course, 
and we hear him bang. We hear him like he hears the banging again coming from the vents. Uh, Norval's sitting there and he's looking at Gladys's card and he gives it a good smell because that's just how he identifies with things. He smells the card. He smells the card. And he, look, and he looks at the phone and he starts to go for it in order to call her. But then all of a sudden it rings. He picks it up and there's nobody there. Now that's curious. <sighs> now yeah. do you guys think that was just like a random thing? Or do you guys think that it actually ties into later? I think it ties into later. Uh, why would it? I don't, think it? I don't think anything in this movie is random. Okay. I mean... I don't know. I just felt I don't think it, it's all explained, it, it, but it felt like it was just complete static. Like, like it. There was no someone was listening to him or anything. It just felt like it was. It was just like picked up, hang up. Yeah, it could be like many things to like. You know, maybe someone called the wrong number. You know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, he goes to the room where his dad is and he covers him in a bigger blanket that is tiger print. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice blanket. <laughs> uh, that night, he's disturbed again by sounds coming up and he screams at them, shut up. So he's getting, he's getting fed up. He probably thinks he's going crazy. Uh, <laughs> after that, we see him taking a piss. It's the next morning. We see him taking a piss. He looks really fucking tired. Right? He looks he, pretty tired. He looks fucking tired. Like he hasn't slept at all? Yeah, he looks really fucking tired. And, right, he looks out the window of the bathroom, and he sees somebody in the woods looking at him from the house, and he looks away yeah. very fucking just fucked up because of it. <laughs> did and you guys re- rewind the scene and watch it like 10 I times? I did, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I only once. Do you guys know who it is? So, yeah. No. It's, it's definitely Jeffro. Okay. Yeah, that's who I assumed. But like, I honestly, I paused on the scene. I was like, I can't be sure. Oh yeah, it's definitely Jeffro. You can see his fucking hair. Hmm. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. yeah. Or, originally, when I saw it, I thought it was like some deranged child outside. Like what? that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, it would. Joe, who do you think it was? I mean, obviously, I thought it was Jethro because, like, that's the only thing that would make sense. But I was like, I just—it's so small. It's such a like a it's tiny creepy. detail that, like, it's even creepy. even if you pause on it, you're just like, I, I don't know, you really can't tell. It's pretty creepy. Yep. Um. After that, he kind of sitting there at the table and he's looking at the bottle of wine. Um. He pours himself a glass and. And he twists it off, Josh. Yeah. yeah. He, he twists the bottle when he comes like a up. Pro. Yeah. Um, he he goes back to the bottle, man. He goes back to the drink. Which but sober and under the circumstances, I don't know if I blame him. Yeah, no, I would but, but I mean it is unfortunate. Uh he goes back to the bottle. He parties real hard. Like he gets drunk real fucking he gets Drunk real fast, especially since the fact that he probably hasn't drank in a long time. So he gets yeah. drunk real fast. Yeah. Uh, he hears clanking sounds, uh, but he's not really paying attention to it. Uh, he goes to the phone for some late night poon. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, Gladys, so he calls her and he's just like, 
you know, I know we had something. You need to come over right now. You know, not don't even think. Mm-hmm. But to everyone's surprise, I would imagine Gladys straight up denies this man. She says no. Yeah, she denied Elijah Wood. Thank goodness, because I thought that was like, you know, this is a good friendship. Don't ruin it for us. And Elijah ruined it for everybody, but I mean, Norval ruined it for everybody, but I couldn't help but think, though, like what the rest of this movie would have been like if she did come over. I was like kind of hot and bothered. I'm like, come on over. <laughs> yeah, this is what I've been it. waiting for. I mean, he even says like we can just sleep. Like he just didn't want to be alone. Like well, he's like no. we can sleep there. You was, know, he started off super on. horny. Like, yeah, he was know. like, "Come on, baby, hop in your car and head hey. over." And then he's he, and then he devolved into the desperate like, "I just I just don't want to be here alone." I don't mm. think it was a genuine read, thing. I was think it was pretty skeevy. Sexual themes are in there, so I was like, "This is it." I mean, it is a very creepy call. I, I don't like, suggest anybody, even Elijah Wood, to make one of these phone calls. Well, after that, he busted, <laughs> he busted into his dad's uh, room where his dad's body is. Uh, he always asking him, you know, is he doing this? You know, is he doing the clanking and everything? Um, this is when he calls his dad a coward, a leathery one, which is pretty funny. He kind of makes fun, fun of him for being dead. Mm. You're a leathery coward. Come on. Yeah. Leathery. Come on. <laughs> I mean, leathery also means old. So, I mean, his dad was pretty old. Okay. Wow, Joe. Way to rationalize that. Good. Thank you. Real good. You're a good guy. But yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it ends up with him sobbing. Um, and he kind of lays uh, beside him, and they're just like sitting there side by side. He unzipped it so his dad's head's exposed. Um, <laughs> something, something funny, job. Yeah, his head's exposed, job. Unzipped it so his dad's exposed. <laughs> I got you. Um, sick. <laughs> this is when Norval says that he needs to tell him something, but he thinks it might make him sound like a bad person. Take note. And I was like ready for what he was about to say. Like, what's your secret, Norville? But Norville passes out. Damn it. Um, he does notice a tattoo on his dad's neck that says Ryan Rip before he passes out. So there is a tattoo on his dad that says Ryan Rip. Weird. Uh, Norville wakes up the next morning and he's looking at his dad's dead face. Uh... It seems like his neck just like, I don't know, gravity or something. He's like, yeah, his head turned towards him. Yeah. Uh, He zips up his dad. He sits up in bed while he is, you know, he's just chilling. And this is when Norval, he sees an impression in the wall. Uh, He checks it out, and it is actually a hidden compartment with photos and other things in it uh, to find out that the man that died that was supposedly his dad is not his dad dog i mean what a find honestly he's just like laying in bed staring off into space and he's just like oh shit yeah, <laughs> that doesn't look right 
<laughs> we see him in the photos with his dad. We see, and we know it's Norval because we actually see him in there. I mean, besides the text on the photos that literally say Norval plus dad, <laughs> um, yeah. he actually does have a picture of him with his little tiger stuffed animal that we saw fall out of the closet earlier. Yeah. Um, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. I mean, that's the dude, the dead guy in the fucking body bag is not the guy in the picture. Yeah, the guy in the picture who is his dad is not his dad that's dead. So his dad is a different guy. What the fuck? Did this throw you guys for a loop? No, honestly, I was like, that could be him. You know, people age differently. Maybe his dad did a bunch of meth and like really just kind of went downhill. You're crazy. I don't know. Uh, He takes a picture up to the body and he sees for sure to make sure that's not his dad. And this is when he starts to hear a bunch of banging. He goes to the living room and he moves the table in the middle to find a manhole cover. What a great find. Uh, Yeah. He's normal. It's really good at finding shit. (laughs) It's like a manhole cover type of bunker thing. Yeah. Uh, He opens it, goes down there. How the fuck did he know to move that table? He was listening for it. Yeah, he was listening for it. I mean, but come on. He's Elijah gonna... Wood. He can do anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, come on. Uh, well, come he, on. He goes down there with a flashlight. And once down there, we see that it's kind of like a like a bomb shelter. Would you guys say? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like a bomb shelter down there. Uh, and then this is when he sees a man chained up. And this is the real Brian. This isn't yeah. that fake ass Brian from before. Well, when he goes down deal. there, it's all dark and shit. And he just hears like normal. Yeah, Which that, was fucking creepy. True? Honestly, like, I don't know. I didn't know what was about to happen at this point. So I was like, damn, this is, might be like some weird shit. And it was, but not as weird as I thought it might be. Uh, and this is the real Brian, who is played by Martin Donovan. Martin Donovan is has been in so many things. I don't know if you guys have seen, like, uh, recognize his face yeah, at I, least. Immediately when they showed the pictures, like, <gasps> I know that face, you know. So, I didn't know his name, but I fucking recognized his face immediately. Uh, he is. He has so many credits, man. I mean, he was in. He was in uh, Tenant, uh, the Richard or the. Uh, Christopher Nolan movie that just came out recently. Uh, he's been he's just been in so many things, man. He's <laughs> just been, this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was an Ant Man. I I believe he was the dad. Josh, he was like yeah. the new dad. No, are you talking about to replace Scott? Yes. No, he was uh was Mitchell else. Carlson. So maybe he was one of the agents. Yeah. Uh, he was in Ant-Man, though. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, he was in Ant-Man. Uh, he was in the Dead Zone TV series. He was in Law and Order. He was in the Dark Shadows TV series from 2005. I can go on and on. This man has been in so many things. It's kind of crazy, honestly. Hey, Josh, you think it's crazy? It's a little crazy. It's almost too crazy. Yeah, well, he's been in a bunch of shit. So, uh, Brian, he's all beat to hell, and he wants Norval to let him out, and uh, this is when we hear a man upstairs. They're here, brother. Which, 
what do you what are you guys theories here like why do you think that his dad had heard norville blasting like indie indian music upstairs and he's just like oh shit that's my son i gotta make as much noise as possible or i kind of thought that maybe um his dad was just like fuck i'm starving like i gotta like make sure these people keep feeding me so don't just starve to death down here and that's why he was making noise yeah, i like, don't think he like knew norville was i think he knew norville was there but i don't think he knew he was alone up there i don't know he seemed very surprised that norville came so i think he was just well, he was just like hoping that maybe somebody else was there and he was just trying to make noise I, well at one point, it, like Norval was like banging on the thing, like it became a back-to-back thing. Where he was like, when Norval finally went like, boom, boom, boom on the, the ground, phone, and then yeah. It, yeah, and then it came, and he did the same same thing. Yeah, you heard the look. Like, boom, boom, boom yeah. yeah, I mean, it was like a act of desperation. I think, I think you could hear more than one person, and then eventually became one person, but it was a different. I think, you, I think you could hear him. Well, do you think uh, there was like a scene right before his dad tried to kill him where like it sounded like the score was like some metal scraping on metal? And I was wondering if like the sounds were kind of happening during that time, but Norville just didn't really pay attention to it. Here's the thing. They can hear the people upstairs now. I think you could hear. (laughs) Like the entire conversation that he had with the girl on the phone? Well, yeah. <laughs> like his dad yeah, was just like hearing that. Yeah, just like ooh, Norval, yeah, come better on, not be man. my son up there. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't think you hear anyone upstairs since they we just said you know, they hear voices upstairs going <laughs> right. Yeah, so that's <laughs> uh, Norval rushes down. Uh, he rushes oh, the vents. Sorry. Yeah, keep going. No, do you have something else to add? Josh? No, just say the vents would do it. They'd still have the same belly. Norval, he rushes down and he rushes to shut the door to the manhole cover and his dad says that they're going to kill them both unless Norval kills them when he comes down with a dumbbell. Uh, Fun fact, Jeffrey Dahmer killed his first victim with a dumbbell. Uh, Norval takes it. <laughs> okay. Norval takes it and he hide, He takes the dumbbell and he hides into a locker while the man comes down. Uh, this is where he turned the he turn on the light and this man starts talking up to Brian. Uh, he pulls out a pen that's dipped in shit. Ooh. Um, and he's gonna stab <laughs> him with that pen and give him an infection that's gonna kill him. Now, this man that you have heard us mention is named Jeffro. Jethro. Who is played by Michael Smiley, who is an Irish actor born in Belfast. Belfast? Belfast? <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's born in Ireland. Uh, he's been in a ton of stuff. He, uh, like, just a ton of stuff. I mean, nothing I've super heard of. A lot of UK things. He's in Spaced. With Simon Pegg. He's pretty good friends with Simon Pegg. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Shaun of the Dead as an uncredited zombie. Mm. He's mainly, he's best known as a stand-up comedian. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I think he could actually do pretty good. Like at the end when he's like roasting in the hotel room. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. He's a pretty funny guy. Yeah. That was a joke. 
I'm not Jethro. <laughs> yeah. Tell us one of his jokes. <laughs> yeah, Joe, can you tell us one of his jokes? I mean, let's just keep going on the plot Joe. here. We don't have to get sidetracked on too much here. I want to laugh. <laughs> uh, Jeffro, since Joe's not going to tell a joke, of course not. Uh, Jeffro says, uh, "You know, tell me what I need to know." And when it's all over, he'll take him to the hospital. But Brian says uh, that he told Gordon everything. Now, holy shit! Guess what, guys? The dude that was Norval's dad in the beginning quotes is named Gordon. What? It's not. It's not Norval's dad. Is Gordon. So if you thought his name was Norval's dad, it's, <laughs> it's Gordon. Uh, Jeffro, he knows that he's lying because he read articles of body language and when he asked, when Brian said no, it's all gone, Brian looked up to his left and he knows that that's a lie. You guys concur with that? The number one sign to tell when people are lying to you. But but he's looking at he's looking at Norval. He's not lie well i guess from yeah. jethro's point of right, view he's jethro, looking know, up but to the left i just think it's funny that we yeah. know that jethro's wrong <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He's that smart. uh brian gets stabbed with the pen jethro stabs that shitty pen into him damn it and ooh, gosh that's so gross dude yeah. Like a shitty pen getting stabbed in you to kill from an infection. That's yeah. that's such a cool idea. Like whoever I, thought of that. I, I mean, shoved this up my butt earlier. Well, he just rubbed it in his own shit. Oh. But I mean that's pretty nasty. I, I, mean, I would have done that I too. Was, I thought it was pretty <laughs> cool. Like that's outside of the box thinking right there. It's psychopath thinking and well the thing like Jethro's like, I don't want to do that. Like this hurts me as much as it hurts you. Yeah. Right, but does it? I don't think it does because he just stabbed <laughs> yeah. somebody with a shit covered I don't think it pen. does either. <laughs> uh, and this is when Brian's getting stabbed. Uh, he starts to say, you know, he starts to scream like, kill him, kill him. And this is when Jeffro realizes that they're not alone down there. So Jeffro opens the locker and Norval knocks him down with the dumbbell, but then he kicks Norval and he runs out of there. You know, he's like, fuck this, I'm out. Uh, we hear Jeffro uh, find Gordon up in the. Find Danny? No, no. He finds he's find, find Gordon. Yeah, he All finds right. Gordon's body up there, and he's like, "Oh God, not Gordon! No!" Uh, and he shouts down that he'll be back with his little friend, <clears throat> and he wants them both to meet. Uh, Brian thinks that the friend he's referring to is Dandy, the Hunchback. Mm. Now, he calls him the Hunchback a couple times, and when we see Dandy, I, I really don't get that. Yeah, I don't see a Hunchback. No, he's definitely not a Hunchback. Yeah, so I'm he not sure. He could work on his posture, but I wouldn't say a Hunchback. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, so he was leaned over quite much on that toilet. Uh, Norval... He leans into life, you know? Yes. Norval is directed to smash the shitty pen as he tries to unlock the cuffs of uh, the real Brian. So should we? What should we call him here, guys? Should we just call him Brian, or should we call him Norval's dad? What do you guys feel comfortable with? Daddy. Okay. So <laughs> daddy tells <laughs> Daddy tells him to do that. So he's trying to do that. Uh, Norval asks, you know, who that man was, and Brian says that it's Jeffro, his best friend. 
doesn't seem like a best friend. Would you got would you best friends to me? Stab me with a shitty pencil? Maybe Joe, but Josh, would you do that to me? I wouldn't do it to you. Joe, do you have you built up <laughs> enough resentment for me yet to do that? hundred percent, Brian. Yeah, I mean two years will do that. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty years will do it. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh Brian says that, you know, Brian's like after leaving your mother, uh he lived with those guys in Bangkok and they decided to do one last score. So they're criminals. They decided to do one last score, and that was to kidnap the daughter of the richest man in Thailand and then split the ransom money. That seems a little cray that they got away from that. Think we could. You think we can do it? No, yeah. It seems like I mean, we could do it. Yeah, yeah, these guys do could it. do it. We would need one other. We would need our dandy. Um, we got, Zane. Yeah, Zane's there our dandy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Zane Malik. Yes, I was tell him <laughs> to put on a few pounds. <laughs> Shout out to Zane. Put you're brave to leave the direction. <laughs> yeah, you're better on your own. Yes, but 100%. you could be our daddy. Uh, and this is where <laughs> email us. <laughs> this is where Daddy says that the money's all gone, dude. Like he's not fucking around. He's even telling Norville right here the money's gone. Uh, Norval asks uh, where the fuck the money is, and Brian says, uh, "Josh, give us your best, uh, Daddy. <laughs> you did this. You ever stop and wonder? Wait, should I sound injured or just kind of what? Should I sound injured or sound injured but you... hopeful? Right, because you're yeah. about to get set free. <clears throat> oh, All right." You ever stop and wonder <laughs> why you live in a Beverly Hills mansion with an unemployed mother? Wow. Uh, the lockpick isn't working. <laughs> so Norval has to dislocate his thumb to yeah. slip those cuffs. Uh, he does that, and it's real gross. It's not easy for Norval to dislocate his dad's thumb. Um, his daddy's thumb. <laughs> yes. And it wasn't enough, though. So now they got to do the index. <laughs> no. um, it's pretty funny, though, because the dad's just like, you know, I've bandaged you for 30 years. You know, put, take your anger out on this. He's like, yes. <laughs> no. Yeah, um, it's harder for Norval to break the dude's fingers than it is for daddy to get his fingers broken. Yes. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Daddy's he takes obviously it very badass, well. Though. Daddy takes it so well. <laughs> I wonder if he's like the mastermind of like the the four people that he was scheming with. You know, who knows, man? Like, it seems like this guy could be capable of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look at the chains, and it's actually just held up by another chain. So they he could just normal mm-hmm. can literally just walk over there and undo the chain. It was one, it was one of those things where I was like, you spent. <laughs> like four weeks in this fucking hole and you didn't notice that your chain was hooked up to like a hook on the ceiling come on oh yeah that's a good point come on man all you had to do was look around but whatever yeah yeah well we're not here to ask questions right yeah daddy knows what he's doing <laughs> uh they get out of the hole and norville sees that uh brian is missing an ear and Lo and behold, baby, 
That's the yeah. year that Gordon said earlier in the movie that he kicked off. Accidentally. Accidentally. Yeah. I think it's important that he did put accidentally in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where Gordon says that he ate his own ear instead of doing a shot of cum or semen. He says semen. Um, and Norval says that, this, like, why would you do that? The semen is way more nutritious <laughs> than an ear. And, and, and daddy was like, uh, the shit was yellow, dude. I was not doing that. <laughs> He's like, I don't have to explain it myself to you. God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Norval's like, can I go pee or can I go to the bathroom? And he's like, is it one or two? And Norval says, uh, you know, it's one. And he's like, hurry the fuck up. Cause Brian's trying to get the hell out of here. I mean, he's, I mean, he's spent so much time here. He's he, trying to get out. He's asking his daddy if he has to go to the bathroom, if he can go to the bathroom. Well, this is a high pressure situation. I think, I feel like it's okay here. Come on. Like you can go to the bathroom anywhere you want. What? You can shit in the woods, you know? Let's well, I mean, you're house. already in the house. Let's let's start hiding or something. Like someone's just coming back with a with a friend they want us True. to meet. Uh, Norval does go to the bathroom and he finds Dandy. Dandy, who is on? Yeah, Dandy, who's on? He's on the toilet listening to some music. Now Dandy is played by Simon Chin. Yeah. Um. He's also from uh, Quebec, Canada. Nice. Hmm. Um, he has also got in quite a bit of work. He was in the, he's been in a lot of TV series again. He's been in a lot of X-Files. He was in the show Lucifer. Uh, I mean, it can go on, baby. Oh, shit. He, rem- he was in that Snowpiercer show. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. He, in 2008, he was contacted by the WWE as a potential recruit. Whoa. Yo, what do you man. think his name would have been? Odd job. Odd job, nice. That's nice. copyrighted, dude. Man, well, he reminds me of Odd Job. If this was like 1980, I'm not. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. I was gonna say his name could have been <laughs> Rat <Say>. Fuker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. So he sees him sitting you know, there. Yeah. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. <laughs> yeah, cut that. Cut. Uh, he sees him sitting there taking a shit, and he gets up, and a fight ensues. Uh, Norval, okay, so they fight all around. He's throwing Norval everywhere. This is actually a pretty good fight scene. Uh, Norval actually ends up winning by taking Josh. What is it? A, it's a sausage poker. I called it, but what is it? Like it's like, oh, what is that called? The hot dog fork. It's called the hot dog fork. fork? That's what I always call them. I think it's called a carving fork because it holds the meat in place. I also just looked it up. So (laughs) So that's what it is. Uh, I guess that's what we hired. So he's holding the he's holding the the hot dog fork, Josh. And he stabs Dandy's dick and balls. Yeah. Like 18 times. One prong for each. Yes. Um, and this is when I mean, you're going down if you get stabbed by one of them things in the testicles, right? I mean, I probably would, yeah. And then that's when, <laughs> after that, that's when uh, Norval grabs a saran wrap roll and starts beating him in the face. All right, saran wrap rolls like really fucking like yeah, they're heavy. Are they that heavy? Yeah, they can, they can get heavier. Uh, you get like the big old plastic. <laughs> I want to see a heavier one. <laughs> I've got some heavy ones at my house. 
Yeah, no, saran wrap. It's pretty fucking bogey. It's probably just two pounds, but you know, the hey, it's a good weapon, you know? The dent, yeah. Elijah yeah. Wood utilizes it to its fullest. Yeah, he wraps it all around Dandy's head and then just beats him to death while he's uh, suffocating. It's pretty crazy. It's fucking brutal as hell. It is brutal. Fun. I mean, for your it's first, a fun kill. For your first murder. Pretty mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Pretty fun. Uh, Norfa watches his face uh, <laughs> and his dad, you know, he's kind of calling to him. Um, and his dad kind of tries to be fatherly here, give him some advice about it, but they just kind of leave. Yeah, I mean, Norval's Norval's yeah. not really responding to that shit. I mean, Norval's like in shock right there. And at the end, the jet, the dad's just kind of like, all right, we got to go. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, while they're walking away from the house, Norval asks, you know, who's Ryan referring to the tattoo that was on Gordon's neck? This is interesting here. Uh, so it that Ryan was actually Gordon's son who slashes, slashed his wrists in the bathtub Uh. Isn't that a little crazy? No, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Norval, Norval tried to commit suicide the same way. The same, yeah. And no. if you notice in that scene when Norval does say that, that's when, that's when Gordon starts. He he winces to that really hard, and he reacts to that, and then that's when he heavily starts drinking and just mm. kind of disconnects himself from the whole situation. Yeah. So you know that's some cool stuff. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Uh, they hear a car and they pull up. Uh, a car pulls up with the license that says Viddy on it. Never know what that means, I guess. Nah. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, we see that is Jeffro back with his little friend and it's a crossbow with a fire arrow on it. Uh, Brian says that they need to get the fuck out of there. Um, but... Norval remembers that his mom's address is on the luggage tag on his suitcase in the house. Fuck. Fuck indeed. Uh, yeah, so that sucks, man. They kind of have to go back in the house to get that, or Jeffro's going to know exactly where they live. Uh, Brian says that you're going to have to, or, sorry, Daddy <laughs> says that you're going to have to kill him. And Norval says that he's not a murderer. And it's pretty funny because Brian's like, you literally just killed someone five minutes ago. <laughs> I just like how simple the solutions are to daddy. It's just like, you know, oh shit, I have a fucking address book in there. or My luggage has my address on it. And he's just like, well, you're gonna have to kill him. Well, he knows these guys. <laughs> You know, he knows that Jeffro's gonna go pursue this, so there is only one option. And he's he's in like a desperate situation. He just got out of being chained up in a basement, and he's not going back. <laughs> so yeah, that that is like the number one option. You're gonna have to take care of this. You have to kill him, right? Uh, Brian he comes up with a plan or the idea to hide in the trunk of his car and get him, get Jeffro when he's vulnerable, because. You know, are you going to really fight a guy with a crossbow? I would not. Mm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bet my life on the fact no. that he's a bad shot. Yeah. 
No, fuck that shit. Exactly. Crossbows are crazy. And that was that, that would be a very painful death. <laughs> yeah, it would be awful. <laughs> Meanwhile, we hear Je- Jeffro, he finds Dandy. Um, you know, he finds Dandy just dead. He's like, "Oh god, you did Dandy too." No. Uh, and then he comes out to announce that he knows that Norval's address is and that they're all fucked. So <laughs> there's no question that he found that luggage. Yeah, he explicitly <laughs> goes out to the balcony and says, this one goes out to Norval and his mama at 916-222 yes. West Linden Drive. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good stuff, Jeff. Uh, Jeffro, he drives away with Norval in the trunk of his car. Um, he calls up a woman named Precious. Uh, he's really stressed out, and he needs a session, a real quick one. Wasn't he yeah. just? Wasn't he like, yeah, yeah? I was the guy in the corner watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he did say that. <laughs> Pretty funny. Pretty funny. Because would you guys ever be the guy in the corner for me, Josh? I know you would. <laughs> I mean, if you really wanted it, yeah, sure. Yeah, cool. All right, so I want you both in my corner. The car comes up, and <laughs> it stops. So he's in the back of the car, and we, we, he hears the Norval, and he hears the car stop. It's starting to rain pretty heavy. Norval gets out of the trunk, and we see that they're at a motel. Of course, where else would you do something with a girl named Precious? My mom's house. Cool. Just kidding. Hey, you're cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. You're a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. Man, this is precious. We're going to go play video games. <laughs> yeah. Playing Crash. That's all we're doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Norval. You're screaming the video game. Uh, Norval grabs the crossbow out of the trunk with, or the back seat, or trunk, or back seat. It's definitely a trunk. How's the, how'd the crossbow get in the trunk? I don't know. Okay. Uh, so the crossbow's in the trunk, apparently, and he pulls it out. Oh, but... no, no, it's in the back seat. Okay, I thought it was in the and back then he seat. Goes it has to, the trunk to be to in grab... the back seat. Yeah, he goes to the trunk to grab more arrows, but there's no more arrows. He can't open the trunk because it's locked. If it's a crossbow, yeah. technically they're called bolts. And he accidentally yeah, 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 fires yeah, yeah. one yeah, yeah, of the yeah, 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 arrow yeah. slash bolts. Yeah, um, just bolts. Precious shows up, <laughs> arrows, and <Bolt. laughs> Norval says... So, okay. So, Ner- so Norval goes up to Precious as she's about to go into the door. And Josh, what lay on us? What do you fu- what he fucking says to her? I'll tell you what he fucking says. I have to scroll down again because my fucking phone is eight years old. It, it shot right back. So he goes in the back. Hey, General. Reiterate, please. Joe, <laughs> can you school this motherfucker? Yeah, school or, me, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe, you Joe, say. Joe it. doesn't have his phone open. All right, because so. I had it. I had it on the thing, and then like every time my phone goes to. Okay, well, fuck both of you. Wait, uh, wait, he grabs the crossbow, fires it accidentally. He yep. goes to the trunk to grab more bolts, but the trunk's locked. Yes, and yes. he goes out to Precious. And you he's got like, it. And he's like, "Hey, are you a prostitute?" Oh. That's right where I'm at. So. <laughs> Whatever he pays you, I'll triple it if you just leave the door open a little bit when you leave. Wow, dude. That was almost spot on I Elijah mean, Wood, dude. They do call me the next Elijah Wood. I'm not... 
whatever. Joe does have eyes of Elijah's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're not as quite as beautiful because, I mean, come on. But uh, whatever, he's whatever. close. But when pretty... a little bitch like Joe says something like that to you, you yeah. go and you turn yeah. and you say, Get the fuck out of here before I tear your nuts off. Very which, good. Which yeah. would cause me and Elijah Wood, pretty much the same person, to mm. leave. Yeah. Yeah, Norval, uh, he, after that rejection, which hurt, you know, Norval goes to rent a room, but there is no vacancy because there's a, a geology conference, or geological conference, and that's actually just a term for a swingers conference. I mean, we all know what geologists do. Right. They don't just they study rock. rocks, people. They get their rocks off. Um. They have a bit of a conversation here. The uh, the hotel clerk's kind of a douche. <laughs> Sorry, Joe's face just looks like I was waiting for that moment, and no one, <laughs> yeah. no one, I had no that one plan, responded. But okay. Sorry, Joe. Anyway. <laughs> no, Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Is that you? Feel better? Feel good, Joe? I thought it was great, Joe. My sister will always think everything you say is great. Thanks. Thanks, Josh's sister. Okay. Both of them. Okay. The real yeah. ones. Anyway, right. anyway, yeah. Okay. Okay, guys. My God. You guys good? You got one of those? I'm I've been good. I've been good, all right. You good, Josh? You you good? I'm good. I'm good. Does geologists oh, get their good? rocks off. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly Brain has a god. Oh, <laughs> oh what? <laughs> oh man, let's anyway. not get into that. <laughs> no, maybe we should get into that. Uh, it's more of an idea. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's swingers everywhere all over this fucking motel. But the motel clerk's kind of a douchebag, so he denies Norval for a room. But Norval comes back, and he says to the motel clerk that there's a suspicious woman lingering by the clerk. By the, <laughs> by the car. <laughs> uh, and so lingering by the car, the motel clerk says that obviously Norval's a sex freak. But, you know, good thing that this clerk is a titty-holic. Now, Joe, I believe that you have a couple prescriptions for titty alcoholism. And I was just wondering, <laughs> I was just wondering, you know, what the daily struggle of a titty-holic is. <laughs> well, uh, you wake up every morning at 7 a.m. and you go to Titties Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just live by the steps and you just hope that each day is better than the last it's not easy feel for this guy but what if I told you if she was shopping for bras she'd be a double D oh, oh man yeah alright titty holic Joe go crazy I gotta call my sponsor uh, the clerk he goes <laughs> to investigate that of course and Norval find he goes behind the desk he finds the room key um, he goes on the other side now, okay, Joe, please tell me if one of you guys caught this. I, I watched it three times and never caught this. Does he do something to Jeffro's car in between this? Yeah. What does he do? Doesn't he slash his tires? Or is that, is like, that what he does? Yeah, he slashes it. He pokes holes in his tires. But would that really constitute what happens later? Yeah, I think it would. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's very simple because there's like a, isn't there like a trail of like playing cards going to it or something? Well, yeah. What were those? I don't know. I thought like I, I was never really clear on this. It was, um, 
Fuck, I can't remember, but I think maybe it was like the hotel cars or something. I don't know. Okay, we'll just go with the flash tires thing. Oh, oh. Um, oh it was the receipts because he mm-hmm. grabs the receipt um, poker yeah. thing, and that's oh. what he uses to slash the tires. Oh yes, yes, good job, Joseph. Joseph. Uh, so he has the keys. He's he's thinking about going into Jeffro's room, but he doesn't really want to do that full on. So well, he, he can't because the chain is locked. It's got like two. It's got two locks, like the door lock and then the that chain lock that connects to the wall. Right. And he tries to open it, and the chain locks there, so he can't go in. So he comes in from the other side. Um, as he as he enters this room. It's about four people who are uh, worn out, should I say, mm-hmm. laying on the bed. Uh, they just got done with a gangbang. Oh, they're, <laughs> they're swingers, all right? Uh, it was I, a gangbang for sure. I don't want the fucking sex community to come at us. They're swingers? No, no, no. There, there's it no shame. There's sex. no shame here. We're, one male, we're one woman. We're completely okay one male, with one it. Woman. There, but yeah. there was one yeah. woman and four males. I mean, no, there's no, two, two women. women. And oh, there two were males. two women. Yeah. I don't, oh, but they only show one in the doorway. Like when yeah. There's two women and four mm. and oh, okay. two men. Two women and two males. Okay, I didn't see the other women. Okay. So after that, He's creeping through, and we get to see some hanging dong, baby. We get to see some dicks in this movie. I was not expecting that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know you were waiting for it, and finally got it. Hangs dong. Second movie we've ever done that hangs dong. Yes, Stepfather being the first. A lot of daddy movies hanging dong. <laughs> yeah, if you're a daddy, yeah. chances are you're hanging dong. Oh, that. What is up with that? Uh, Norval accidentally, uh, he's kind of like walking through the room, kind of trying to be really silent, you know, just, he catches a bottle that falls off of the dresser like he's damn Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, and then he steps on the remote, turning on all the people's porn. <laughs> and Not, it's just, ah, yeah. and they all wake <laughs> up as he's like trying to like Jimmy the lock to get into the other room. Uh, they, damn. They, they're really freaked out about it. I believe they're Russian, right? Yes. Yes, they are. Right, which... So... <laughs> uh, yeah, so he bursts into the other room and he sees Precious choking out Jericho. Jeffro, excuse me. Jericho. I mean, Jer- Jericho's just such a cool name. I mean, It'd be a much on. more badass name. Jericho, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she can't. Okay, so this is where I'm not sure where Precious fucking where her allegiance lies here. She pre- her allegiance probably lies with the person who's paying her. Well, she kicks fucking she kicks Norval's ass, and she holds him up for Jeffro to stab him three fucking times, and then he shoves the pick that you put all the receipts on, because that's what uh that's what. Uh, Je- that's what he was gonna use to kill yeah, Jeff, bro. Yeah. Um, and he uses that, and he just shoves it right through his cheek. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Sorry. Meant to go through the ear. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Jeffro, he's leaving now, and he's well. Okay, I thought it was pretty funny because he was like, "Do you got any last words for your mom?" And uh, <laughs> and he says. <laughs> And Norval's just like, tell her I love her. 
And he's like, now I'm going to tell her specifically that you don't love it. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, and then Jeffro says, uh, Josh, hit us with it. As he's leaving. <laughs> he says, I'm out of here like Vladimir. Hey, uh, oh, man. Yeah, after he tells Precious to put on some, de- some deodorant once in a while. <laughs> I mean, he's Precious is freaking everyone. out, too. She's, he's, she's like, oh, fuck. Like, I just helped that guy kill Elijah Wood. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, not Elijah. <laughs> Elijah! Uh, Elijah! Jeffro gets into his car, and he pulls out the address, and he has a nice custom jingle for this. Uh, he's kind of singing about killing your mom, but... Okay, Joe. If his t- if his tires were slashed, why wouldn't he have noticed it walking to his car? He should have noticed it, but he was also just like coming it, off of a fresh it, strangle. I don't. Know. He's in the middle of a. And wouldn't you notice when you sit in your car that the tires aren't right? Not if you're like in a in a frenzy. Yeah, he just got done stabbing someone three times. He was, and ex- once he was extremely street. calm though. He was. I mean, he's a psychopath. I mean, this motherfucker was like extremely calm. He was like singing. To, what Joe? Do you know what his jingle was? I don't. But he's like, I'm going to California to kill your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it was. Uh, Norval wakes up after Precious. You know, she's sitting there. Just God, I'm going to jail, man. I'm accessory for murder. Yeah. Uh, Norval wakes up and he sees the car pull away, and then all of a sudden you hear the car crash. Uh, we see that we see the wreck, and it, he went to the right of the road into a burger place sign with a tiger as the mascot. So that plastic bag from earlier in the movie that hit him in the face was actually Jeffro in the woods around him that got some burgers and was stalking him. Well, tigers are like a weird theme in this movie. He has stuffed tiger that comes into play. Yeah. Tiger sheep that he put over. Tiger, yeah. Put he over Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he gets to the car. Jeffro isn't there. Uh, Norval takes the GPS and sees Jeffro walking down the street. Uh, Norval catches up to him and Jeffro says, uh, which one do you guys want to take this? Jeffro has like a pretty long little thing here. I mean, hmm. Joey didn't get anything. Yeah, Joey, why don't you, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and give it to us, Joey? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, Jeffro, Jeffro, um, give, give us a nice little accent too, you know? He's yeah. just walking down the street. He's like in a daze too. <laughs> Half of his brain is sliced off. Uh, yeah, half his brain is sliced off, and he's just like walking calmly, like as calm as he's ever been down the street. And he goes, "You really want to do that? I feel like if there's an accident involved, it should be Josh." But Joey doesn't get to do anything. You know? Yeah, Joey, come on, Joey, 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 Joey. Oh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> what are we for? Listen very carefully. Nah. Right. Listen very carefully. Oh shit, I already fucked it up. All right. Can we no one's judging, up? dog. Just okay. do it. Okay. No judgment here. Listen very closely, Norville. This is very important. It's vital that you listen carefully, right? Your mother was a prostitute. That's how your father met her. He was a frequent flyer. You think her name is Jacqueline, but her real name is Annie. I fucked her. I fucked her in an abandoned factory, to be precise. But I lost my erection because from certain angles she reminded me of Michael Hazeltine. <laughs> Michael Hazeltine, if you know if you're wondering. 
is a British politician from the 1980s. Okay. Do you guys think he's full bullshit in here? No. I don't. I thought he was going to try and like come out and be like, I'm your daddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like his third daddy. In this fucking <laughs> yeah. movie. But I don't think that's what he's saying. I think he just wanted Norval to know that he fucked his mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. It was, it was pretty funny. Uh, Norval, you know, he takes the, uh, he takes the receipt pick out of his cheek and just puts it right into the exposed so brain of Jeffro. Slowly, too. Um, it's real gross. You hear the, like, the, you yeah, hear, like, the, just... the brain, like, sound and everything. Yeah. It's real fucking gross, but it's sweet. Yeah, it was pretty fucking sick. He's um, just like, <laughs> he's like, Arthur. <laughs> yeah, he says Arthur. What's that about? I don't know. I don't know. I say that every time I take a huge shit. Arthur! <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he says that before he drops, but he says that. Um, he drops. Great kill. Norval, yeah. uh, Norval walks away. Uh, he starts going towards home. Uh, Josh, do you have that certain thing up that we're going to need you to have up? Oh, yeah, that certain thing. Gotcha. You better believe I got it right, yeah, all right fucking here. Good, man. I, but you're, you're yeah, I got cool, it. man. Uh, so he pulls that starts to walk home. <laughs> uh, he starts to walk home. Uh, he gets to hear, you know, he finally says, we finally get like an internal dialogue of what the note that Brian sent him was. Um, Josh, in the most heartfelt way you can possibly do it. And I think you have something to draw on here. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you thought we were gonna hold through the whole episode without saying it. Uh, uh, give it to him. Dear son, it's me, your dad. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's fair to say I've not been the world's best father. In fact, if someone were to accuse me being a shit, accuse, a shit excuse for one, well, wouldn't have much of a defense, would I? But I want to change. Maybe you'd rather shit a razor blade than uh, have your old man back in your life. But if not, here's where you can find me. I hope to see you soon, son. And I hope you can find it in your heart forgive your old man with love always your father damn damn that's a heartfelt note man if I was normal I would have been asking this whole movie why that fucking was sent to me yeah me too definitely the question of you know why am I here why why are we here that's the, that's the question <laughs> of the movie yeah. man uh he sit, he finally gets to his dad after quite a long ass walk. I mean, we even see Norval kind of like laying, just like sitting down in the woods. He's just tired, you know, on the way there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he sits next to him, next to the ocean, and it, you know he has to. He tells his dad something. You know, he's like, you know, he has something to tell his dad, but he's afraid that he might sound like a bad person. Does it? Does that sound familiar? Is this movie it amazing? Sound, it sounds absolutely familiar. Well, so 
Yeah, it was just so touching to me because when he says that line, he says it to his dad who he thinks is dead in the first place. He's like, this is something I've never gotten to say to my dad and I want to. But I, I'm going to say it now, but it's to a corpse of him. And now he has the chance to say it to his dad living. And yeah, I just think heartfelt. Nah, yeah, I think this really hits. Like, I think they really built this up and they build it up right. And it hits. Um, you know, this is where he kind of reveals that he's the reason that his mom never moved on, that he drove all the men in her life away because he always thought his dad would come back. Yeah. God damn, that's sad as all hell. Super sad. Um, Joe, quote it. I don't have the script in front of me. Josh, quote it. Joe, you want the you script? Sure. Joe's got a gentle voice. Okay, I guess we're guess we're quoting this right now. Okay. I think this one's a good one to. All right. It's short. I have like something Elijah to would. tell you. Come on. <laughs> but I'm afraid it might make me sound like a bad. I never let mom get over you. Every man that came along, I drove them away. She had so many chances to be happy. I never let her. I always thought you'd come back up where we left off why did you write to me dad damn and then he says why did you write to me again yep um Brian doesn't say shit (laughs) (laughs) at this point I'm like oh he died (laughs) yeah I thought he was dead too Um, but he wasn't uh, because we see his hand move over to Norval's and then we see Norval's perspective as a child running to his dad on that very beach. With the stuffed tiger. With the stuffed tiger. Mm. And the movie ends. Now, there is an after credit. Did you is guys? There? There's only audio. I think it's just Jeffro like, saying something from the movie. It's nothing new. It's, what is it? I forget. But... <laughs> <laughs> We're about to get it. The Chester says, fuck this shit. Door slams. Yeah, so it's just him leaving the bunker, I think. So, yeah. Thought that was interesting. Because I, I thought there would be an after credit scene for some reason. So today, on my third watch, I decided to watch it all the way through. And, yeah. Got that little treat. That's kind of cool. I actually didn't catch that at all, so. Um, nice yeah. to know. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. That's motherfucking Come to Daddy. Damn. Good ass fucking movie. I, I had a lot of fun watching it. I had a lot of fun covering it. What are you yeah. guys thinking? Yeah. Good movie. Good shit. Fucking Dude, love it. This movie, like every time I watch this movie, I liked it even more. And just us talking about it for that time period, like makes me appreciate it more. I mean, it's so good. I mean, there's just moments in that movie that just blow my mind. Like at the end, he's like literally asking his dad, why am I here? Like, he's asking his father, why am I here? It's such like a, it's, it's a philosophical question. Like, we're all asking, why are we here? And he gets no answer. But he gets, like, the comfort of a father holding his hand. I mean, you could, like, make that religious Mm -hmm. if you want, but I just think it's cool. Yeah. And everything just ties in very cool to me. This is a good movie. Yeah, this is a good movie, man. Touching. Recommend, like, watch this movie. Watch it with your dog, watch it with your lizard, watch it with your wife. 
watch this movie. Watch it with your daddy. Watch it with your daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yep. share a cry on the couch together as yeah. you watch it. Do what I will never be able to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, do you have any more facts? Um, or can we get into ending promotions here? Uh, um, um, yeah, Elijah Wood and Ants Timpson all both got injured in this in the making of this film. There's Ooh. a point where Ant Timpson was just directing while sitting in a chair with a microphone and some speakers. Damn. Really? Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, in oh, in the cabin that was used in the movie was uh, owned by a private. It was a private family re- residence. It was owned by the Wakanish, the Quint, the Wakaninish. Is owned by an inn in <laughs> Tofino, <laughs> and it, it's located on a private spot of land with a beach and everything. So they were saying like it's the perfect place to film because no one was bothering you. You don't have to like block off anything. It, it felt like it was like that. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, it definitely had that. All yeah, right. and also uh, <laughs> Toby Harvard also based the character of Norville, who was um, made to look like Skrillex. He based that character <laughs> off of several people he went to art school with. And being someone who went to art school, I can definitely relate. <laughs> okay. Well, Joe, are you as pretentious as the art people? Hey, my sister had class <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, we, we, had, we shared a class together. Yeah. All right, well, that's been the Thanks for Waiting podcast for this week. Uh, you know, give us an email at thanksforwaitingpodcast at gmail.com. You can catch us on Spotify and Anchor. We are going to get on other platforms, but, you know, we're, it's a busy life out here. We're just trying to get episodes out right now, and, you know, I think we're doing all right. I think we're doing great. And, you know, we're going to get on social media eventually, but, you know, all that good stuff's going to happen in due time. Shoot us an email you know give us a story give us something and we'll we'll definitely put it at the end uh you know besides that you know maybe get a dna test make sure your daddy's your daddy mm-hmm. you know joe <laughs> um it don't hesitate to tackle someone with a flaming crossbow because chances are they're not gonna do anything with it that's true josh <laughs> you seem pretty cunty 